Hey everyone, welcome to Americana Station Podcast. It is your host with the most, for now, Will Payne Harrison. Uh, today on the program, we have Paul and Christy Bobel. Uh, they have a new record out called Whiskey and Wine. Uh, you may know Paul Bobel from Tall Paul, um, but this new record is uh, super cool. And the the sheet of Grammy-nominated artists that are on this record are, are just phenomenal. Uh, and of course, Paul talks about the time he met uh, Towns Van Zant when he first moved to town. Lots of cool stories. Um, it's a great time. Uh, and you should listen uh, and check out their new record. Uh, also, soon I'll be putting out a, a video uh, performance that they did here um, when they stopped by. I do have some news coming up. I'm not quite ready to announce fully, but I will say that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm the host with the most for now. Uh, we do have plans to expand the Americana Station podcast hosting. And um, so look forward to that coming soon. Um, I'm going to give you some more information, uh, but I'm super excited to tell you more about uh, future hosts besides just me which will uh, help us get more content out. And I'm super excited about that. Um, if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe, go leave a five-star review, um, say some nice things about us, help us get us, help us get the podcast further up in um, the listenership so more people can see it. Um, thanks so much for listening. This short intro today, I actually am getting on the road tomorrow and heading back down to Louisiana. Uh, it's been super busy for me lately, but uh We'll have so many more artists uh, coming on in the next few months. We got uh, Hannah Juanita is uh, booked. Corby Linker, uh, we had to reschedule. So Corby Linker will be on. Um, and uh, I'm blanking on some others. Well, we have, I, I do have another uh, pretty big announcement um, on one of the guests that I'm waiting to confirm time. And we'll get to that one shortly. But we got a lot of people in the pipeline and I'm super excited about it. There's more to come. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Um, God bless America. And uh, let's get started with this. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Americana Station podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Paul and Christy Bobel, and uh, they have a new album coming out. And uh, is it, it's called Whiskey and Wine? It is. And uh, you had a, a great uh, cast of people in the studio. <laughs> um, I was kind of looking over it uh, before we started, and I saw that we had uh, Brian Sutton is on the record, which is super cool. Um, what, what studio did y'all record in? Our friend Brett Truitt has a studio that he calls The Cave over in East Nashville. Okay, awesome. And um, besides Brian, we've got uh, Byron House, uh, Jeff Taylor, Josh Hunt did percussion. Um, what else we got? David Greer, Stuart Duncan, and Brent Truitt. 
<laughs> All right. That's quite the lineup. Lots of uh, Grammy people on there, too. Right. Yes. That's awesome. We, we wanted to do a, a count at some point and figure out between all of them how many Grammys were in the room at that time, but we never did it. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least 10. There's got to be, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the album. Uh, what, how did it come about, and uh, why is it called Whiskey and Wine? <laughs> uh, we'll answer that last part first, because uh, Whiskey and Wine seems to be a common theme in our lives. Yes, I really like wine. Especially during pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he really likes whiskey, and it just it pops up in the songs. The, the idea of drinking kind of <laughs> pops up in a lot of the songs. Right. Uh, but we started, we had a couple of songs couple years ago and and we knew we wanted to do an album and then when the pandemic hit it was perfect time to finish writing it and get in the studio and get it recorded so and and by the time we were ready to record uh things were just opening en enough around here to get everybody that we wanted in the studio at the same time and it was really fun to watch these guys who hadn't seen each other in months come in it was almost like a little mini family reunion yeah and they were all, all really happy to see each other and to be out working. I think we were the first session that a lot of them did after lockdown. Did you, did y'all cut it all live? We cut all the rhythm tracks live in two days and then we came back with overdubs. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you were telling me that when you first moved to Nashville, we were talking a little bit before this, uh, that you uh, actually met Towns Van Zandt at a songwriter's night. Actually, we met at, at a guy's house. Um, there was a guy named Austin Church who hosted a songwriter's night at Mississippi Whiskers. And uh, I'd gone over to his house one Friday afternoon after work to maybe write a song or two. And Towns was coming into town to play the Bluebird and needed a place to sleep. And just knocked on the door and walked in. And I was like, holy crap. You know? So, yeah. Pretty cool moment. That's awesome. How long have y'all you, uh, been in town? I am a native. I am a native. sixth generation. So wow. I have deep roots. So. Yeah. Yep. And I've been here 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And where are you from originally, Paul? I was born in Cleveland, and I went to high school in Virginia Beach, and went to college at Appalachian State. And I was in a band there that recorded an album that never got released, and I wanted to pursue that. So one of our one of my friends had moved here a year before me, and was playing with a, an Opry star named Wilma Lee Cooper. And he played uh, fiddle in her band, and he said, "Man, if you stay, if you come, you can stay with me for a little while." And I took him up on it, and never looked back. <laughs> That's awesome. And how, how did y'all meet, uh, Chrissy? I was in college, and I went into this bar. Actually, my friend was like, you've got you've to see this guy play. And so she took me to uh, a very well-known place. I went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And we went to the library, and Paul was playing, and she was like, "People, he lets people sing. You should sing with him. <laughs> and so she ran over and asked if he'd let me sing. And he said yes, and 30-something years later, here we are. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, now, uh, just from what I was reading, uh, this is this the first time y'all have done an album together? Have y'all been doing separate stuff? or This is the first time we've, we've done an entire studio album of all original songs. We did, uh, I produced her solo record, and then we did a, an album in the studio of cover tunes live. Um, so this is our first all original studio album. And no, he has only like took you 30 three, years. Right, right. <laughs> he has about three studio albums, so. Yeah. yeah. I think this was our sixth project with Brent. Yeah. In the studio. So tell me a little bit about the studio. How, how was that? Like, how was it in the studio? Did y'all do a lot of, like, trying new things, or was it just very kind of... You know, we went in with just real open minds. We had 
you know, the basic idea of what we wanted. And literally, we'd play through our scratch for the guys. They'd hear it for the first time, and they'd be like, okay. And they would go in and just lay down this wonderful, like, we really left it to them because that's where they're experts. You know, that that's what they do. And so they just really brought life to Yeah, we, we had the groove. You know, like, yeah. we knew what kind of style, because there's a lot of different styles on this record. Yeah. And um, so we, we had an idea of the style of each song, and we kind of had a basic groove, and we had some pre-production tapes they could listen to, and then they they listened, they were taking notes, they would ask us questions, and then they would go in and just experiment, and they said, do you like this? You know, it's kind of like going to yeah. the eye doctor. Do you like this one, or do you like this one? <laughs> Let's try that one. Put the back it, real quick. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit of give and take, but man, they were... The energy was so great those two days. I, really, I can't. I can't say that enough. Um, they had fun. We had fun, and it was stellar. Do you think it was a little more electric because it was like everybody was out of the shackles? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you said you you have had three albums, and then you've had three out. Al- you've both kind of had three. Well, I had a I had a solo album, and I did an album with uh, two other girls, a trio called Girls Rule. Um, we did that a few years ago. And then I've done three solo albums and uh, a band project. That was kind of a world music kind of thing that I did a few years ago. And, uh, and this one. Yeah. We did a, an all covers duo oh, album right. several years ago. Oh, cool. So yeah, that's what we've done. So, so, but you've been, you've been playing for 40 years, but you've only put out three records. And then I've put out a lot of live records. I've probably, okay. I probably have, a lot. 10 or 15 albums out altogether. Um, but, you know, being on the road and, and just capturing shows live was really fun. Yeah. And I would go back and, and get that intensity of, of a live audience. And put, plus, people love knowing that they write a show. Oh, totally. You know, if you record something and people can say, I was there, or I know somebody that was there. And when you go on the road and record the shows live, do you take a full band with you, or are you mostly solo? All of the above. All of, yeah, yeah. We, we've got um, one of the cool things about traveling a lot is you meet cool musicians in other parts of the country, and they'll come and sit in. Yeah. So some of the shows are very spontaneous. We've also taken out a full band. We've taken out a small band. Um, taken a page out of Lyle Lovett's book and have a large band and a small band, a duo show, solo show. We do it. You know, do it all. Yeah. Try to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you are you planning to do some touring with this new record? Have you got any dates secured yet? Yes, we head out uh, in less than two weeks. Yep. We start heading up to Delaware and Maryland, and where else are we going to be? Virginia. Yep, and then later in the summer, we're playing in Iowa, uh, Denver, Key West in November and December. We're going back two different times, so it's starting to get back to normal. You know, we're actually going to get and play in front of real people. That's so that's so weird to say. Yeah, <laughs> I went to a show at these country lounge last night, and it was like almost normal. You know, that's I know, awesome. I know we we drive by. That's really close to our house, and you know, I, I follow along on, on, online, and I also drive by a lot. And it's just great to see the lights on and people yeah. enjoying themselves. Yeah, there must have been like at least 30, 30 40 people there. That's was, great. Yeah. So it's starting to feel a little bit more like like normal again. Um, are you so well, on this this run where you're going up to Delaware and all that? Are you just going as a duo? Yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to meet up with one of the girls that's in her trio and do some shows with the three of us. 
the harmonies with the three of us is really spectacular. And we're very like-minded folks. And she's from that area. Yeah. So we're doing two really big shows that we're promoting that she's going to be on the bill with us. And then she's doing a few shows where she's the headliner and we're going to be on the bill with her. Oh, awesome. So that'll be fun. Are you playing like theater gigs? or? Um, we're playing a winery and we're playing um, uh, actually a private concert and then some club shows. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, and what else do you have going down the, the pipeline uh, after this year? Are you going to continue to tour on this record or put out some? Are you recording, writing more stuff? We're already beginning writing and um, we, we have toured together for a few years now and I've toured my whole life. Yeah. So it just seems like we're going to get back to normal. Keep writing, keep touring. Um, you know, I've, I've been on the road. Since July. You went, you went back out in July. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little, yeah. But it feels really good to be out and doing it again for weeks at a time. Have you, did y'all's output for songwriting increase during the kind of the lockdown? Definitely. Yeah, certainly. Yes. We, we only had, what, three or four songs kind of going into the pandemic and a couple of ideas. Uh, and we ended up with 11, so... You know, you, you write, you know, you've got a notebook of ideas. Oh, yeah. You've got phone um, messages of, of melodic and chord ideas. We pulled all that stuff out because we had time every day. Right. You know, we'd, we'd have a table in the living room of notes and ideas. And uh, it was really, it was, it was a luxury, really, to, to have the time every day to just sit down and hash through ideas, let them marinate overnight, and come back to them a day or two later. And, and to have that time in a row really made a difference yeah yeah for sure you can really flesh out things that maybe you might have trashed it given another time when you're busier which I, that that has happened to me um this last year uh i was talking to a friend because i already i'm working on a record right now i have 11 songs on this record and I already have like five for the next you know oh, nice. that's great <laughs> nice. and i put out an ep during the pandemic that's so. good. oh that's wonderful good so it's been it's definitely been a heavy time for uh, output for me too I, i'm always interested how that works so do you all like sit down every day with the intention of writing or do you just kind of does it happen not every day but we did then we did then yeah we definitely yeah. and you know once we made the decision and once we had a, a potential studio time, once everybody seemed like they'd be able to get out in public again, um, that really inspired us to get it all done and be really prepared. Because, you know, when you bring in these A-team guys, you know, they're very understanding, but we also wanted to make sure that they weren't held back by us. You know, we wanted to have our ideas well-defined. We wanted to have the songs really ready to go. Yeah. Um, we did pre-production recordings, and we sat down with Brent, because he produced it with me, and uh, so we we felt like we were really ready to go when it happened, and um, those those two days of, of cutting tracks was just really fun. So tell me a little bit about Brent. Um, Brent was your producer, um, and is a member of the Steel Drivers. Yep. I'm, you can totally tell I'm reading this off. <laughs> um, so he a four time Grammy winner. Wow. Um, he's won Grammys as a musician and as a producer and as an engineer. Um, so he, he mixed whiskey before breakfast uh, with Doc Watson on it too. Yep. Yes. And he wow. won a he won a, uh, a Grammy for Toy Story two because <laughs> um, yeah. he recorded the Riders in the Sky in, in there and that song was on the soundtrack. Oh yeah yeah. So he won a Grammy for that and then he's 
He won a Grammy with um, Steel Drivers and then one with Alison Krauss. That's awesome. Well, how, how was it working with him in the studio? Great. I've known Brennan and I began playing together. He moved to town to work with Holly Dunn, I think. I think that's who he came with. And um, when they were off the road, he and I would play as a duo. And uh, my first studio album as an artist was his first studio album as a producer. Wow. So we've done, we've kind of learned a lot of stuff together. And of course, he's gone on to record everybody. And um, so he owes it all to you, basically. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. You said, I said it. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it in quotes and use it on my business. Yeah, partner. there you go. <laughs> yeah, but Brent, he was in Dolly Parton's band. He was in the Steel, Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks for a while. He's, he's done some really incredible stuff as a musician. Played with Allison. Yeah. That's incredible, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I'm just looking at the list here. Um, uh, yeah, we, with Brian Sutton, he, you know, played for Ricky Skaggs, of course, uh, right. for everyone listening. And apparently it was on a Garth Brooks, Taylor Swift, Blake Shelton, Eric Church, Brad Paisley, Gary <laughs> Underwood. It keeps going. Um, Who hasn't he played? He played with uh, Robert Plant. So the, the year that we were doing my solo album, we saw him play with Robert Plant on... Sunday, and then he was in the studio with us on Tuesday, and that was really cool for me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got Robert Plant's bass player. That's super <laughs> he cool. He was in the band of joy. So. Right. I, uh, I, I bumped, literally bumped into Robert Plant at uh, American Legion one day. He came <laughs> nice. out there, but I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize him. He had like, I think he had a beard, and he was looking a little scraggly, and people were like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> I know, I shouldn't have hit him. I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, they're like, no, it's Robert Plant. I was like, oh, wow, cool. That's funny. He's very tall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, okay, tall Paul here. <laughs> no, he is. He's, right. he's tall to me. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then we got Byron, who was bassist for Robert Plant. Uh, and Emmylou Harris. I may have sold him a bass, actually. Because <laughs> um, I, I sold Emilio Harris's bass player, my uh, violin bass, a few years back. Oh, cool. Um, Jerry Douglas, Patty Griffin, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. He's played with everyone. Good Lord. Yep. He has. So that was your bass player. Was he playing upright or, or electric? Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Had, he had an upright acoustic, and then he had a fretless and regular bass. Wow. Yeah, so many options. Um, Jeff Taylor, it was we were talking about uh, him earlier, right? Yep. He was with the uh, Time Jumpers and, uh, oh, with Vince Gill. Time Jumpers with Vince Gill. Yeah. And you're saying he has like a really nice. Um, oh, he's got the coolest keyboard. piano. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a digital piano, but I, I dare anybody to notice that it's not a real piano on the recording. It sounds so good, plays so well, um, all the little nuances that you get out of an acoustic piano. Yeah. And that's the hard part, you know, in the digital world. But man. And his playing is so spectacular. And, you know, if we needed an organ, he'd push a few buttons and he'd play an organ. And he's also a great accordion player. Yeah, I saw he, he was playing with uh, Jimmy C. Newman, who is, uh, yep. his son was my bass player back in Lafayette. Cool. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's super cool. Um, I think I may have seen him play at American Legion before, possibly. Because um, I, I remember a guy that was like a, a piano uh, and a uh, Accordion player that was playing there one night. That's super cool. So yeah, and then uh, I guess we'll go through the list. We got this is incredible. Your the lineup you have on your record. 
if you're not already putting it on play, uh, everyone out there listening, then you should. Because yeah, we encourage that behavior. <laughs> we, we, we encourage it. Are you putting it uh, out on vinyl? or We are. Yeah. In fact, we got test pressings last week. We did, yes. And it sounds glorious. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you get it mastered specifically for vinyl? Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. The, um, there's a, a, a dear friend of ours named Alex McCullough here in town that, that's uh, a world-renowned um, audio mastering, and so you do one for CDs and then one for vinyl. And right. He works. There's a guy in Memphis that did the the uh, plating for the vinyl, and the two of them work really well together, and they understand their individual needs and how to make it sound right. And uh, the guy in Memphis is also, in, in his world, he's he's a rock star at doing what he does. What was his name? His name is Jeff Powell. Jeff Powell. Yeah, and and anybody getting vinyl done, if you need a I know, Wonderful. I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cook you up with the information. Yeah, yeah. Great guy, great guy. Yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, uh, I've been reading about that because I'm actually um, mixing in, and I'm going to at least master the digital uh, of my own record. And uh, I know that you just, like, the way you master when you do vinyl is just so different. Than... You have to be really um, careful, especially on the low end, yeah. because the grooves move around on a record. and. Yeah. That's going to move your stylus, and if you get too much, it starts jumping tracks. Yeah, But you want to get the most out of it. And interestingly, all the, all the old guys that were doing it in the 70s and 80s when it was at its height in the 60s, and those guys had all these tricks, and then they retired, and the equipment got sold, and, and all the people that are doing vinyl now had to really get up to speed, and a lot of these old guys had to come out of retirement to just teach people how to, to get more time on a side of a record. How to make it sound better, and all those little things that the art almost got lost. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I need to know all those tricks too. <laughs> I'm over here like because we I know can you, talk later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk later about it all. <laughs> yeah, because I'm over here like uh, shifting my track order, trying to make sure that I got it under like 22 minutes on each side and all that, right. and you know, then uh, yeah, you got to cut the what is it like around the 30 hertz frequency or whatever, so it doesn't get too jumpy. That's right. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of tricks to, to vinyl, and everybody's doing it now. Everybody's. Yeah. I think it's thrilling that vinyl has outsold CDs for the last two or three years. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's super exciting. It, it is less exciting that uh, streaming is still, you know, the, right. the number one platform. But uh, hopefully, I've noticed, at least in the, the couple of years I've done this podcast, that uh, people are understanding you don't just get something for free and that um that they're really hurting artists bottom line you know so a lot of people are starting to contribute and that's true it's been really great we we have a very supportive group of people group of fans and friends that yeah have really helped helped get us through covid and uh helped us to make the cd and the album itself we did an indiegogo thing so oh cool they really they really came came up with the good money for us and helped us get it done. <laughs> and emotional support. Right, and emotional support for sure. Um, uh, and wine. <laughs> and whiskey. And whiskey, yeah. yes, both. Uh, so y'all, y'all were doing a weekly, are y'all still doing the weekly stream? We are. We yeah. go live every Tuesday at uh, 7 Central on Facebook on Paul Bobble's page. Yep. So it'll just be facebook.com slash Paul Bobble. Uh, no, it's, um, I think it's Facebook slash the tall one. The tall one? I think so. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay. Or just look up tall Paul. 
You could do yeah. that. It'd probably pop up. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking about that because I was saying, I don't really love uh, streaming. I, I just haven't enjoyed it, but I've been doing it all. And you were saying that like, it's different. It was a little different for y'all because you were able to like respond and see the, the comments. And- right. When we, when we go live, I have a computer in front of me and I am chatting and talking to saying, hello, it's a, uh, if you ever watched clips. Romper Room when you were a kid, it's like I am the Romper Room lady. I'm like, oh, look, it's Blaine and Shell. <laughs> so I, I kind of handle that, which is great because there's actual interaction. When when you're just streaming and it's just right. a camera at you and you're talking and singing and there's no... And you're sweating hard. under the lights. Right. <laughs> little ring light. Yeah. We, 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 we have some good LEDs so they don't yeah, get have, too hot. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'll have the guitar out and, and I'll play a song and she'll be watching the comments and then she'll sing a song and people will type and she has to catch up. <laughs> to go back on, and on see the comments. what they say. And then when I'm tuning, she's telling jokes or we're sipping on some wine. Yeah, give me give me your best dad joke, Chrissy. Oh, okay. Um Oh, I'm on the spot. <laughs> Let's see. Hey. Oh yeah, she starts by Oh saying, yeah, I always start my jokes hey. with that. Hey. <laughs> ah, nice. What I do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. Oh, what do you call good. a deer with no eyes and no legs? Still, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was going to go with the, uh, are mountains funny? They're hilarious. They are hilarious. <laughs> I just told that one like Tuesday. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I, so I have a... a newborn daughter and my sister got me this (laughs) stupid ultimate dad joke book so i'm full i was on instagram i was reading a few every day but then people started booing me (laughs) do you know david greer the guitar player david greer yeah yeah not personally but he in addition to being one of the most creative guitar players i've ever heard he's got the best jokes and he remembers and his delivery is spectacular but most of them we couldn't tell in public, you know. <laughs> so the other night he called me and he said, "I got a joke. You could tell it on stage." <laughs> you know, like at one in the morning. Who do I know that'll be awake? Let me call Tall Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to tell the joke now? <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Ah, uh, ah, uh, who? Werewolves of London. <laughs> <laughs> so that was That's that. not a bad one. Thank That's you, David. I, I liked it. You know, and, and uh, yes. <laughs> who knows? It's a, it's a little uh, niche. It could be a little niche, but right, right. It's a pretty but, good. But one. for my audience, it was perfect. Yes, because yeah. I always have I always have stories about uh, different things, and I've got a, a couple of Warren Zevon stories, and so they they know that I have a fondness for him. So they've all you know listened to his you know it worked, yeah. it worked great for me. <laughs> you tell it before you you tell one of your oh, Warren I, Zevon. Well, I'll, I'll I'll be ready to play that song at least a little bit in reference. So they say I and I go start playing the intro to Werewolves of London. <laughs> That's a very inside joke with my audience. That's great. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, so, yeah, so we got the, the tour coming up of the Northeast, and then you're going down to, is it Florida? Key West is Key place West. we go quite a bit. Um, are you doing any West Coast touring? or? Yeah, we're not going to get any further west than Denver this year. Yeah, we, we have postponed our West Coast tour for two years. Yeah, so COVID. Last year and this year. So we are rescheduling for... What month? March of next year? Late, late March and April of next yeah. year. So go out west. So y'all are, y'all are pretty road warriors, pretty heavy road warriors. On the- <laughs> we are. 
Yes. You know, it, it's, it seems really weird to people, but when you do it all the time, it seems very normal to us. Yeah, totally. You know, so it's just it's what you're used to. Right. And we love getting out and, and seeing people, you know, and people that support you. And when you can get out and play for them and see their smiling faces and, you know, meet them afterwards and have a chat. And, you know, we love that. Yeah. Drink some wine and whiskey. <laughs> see see how it's a recurring theme? Is that is that on the rider, like, every night? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Should be, yeah. <laughs> no green M&M's. Pretty much Tuesday <laughs> starts with a bottle of wine and, and a nice buzz by the time we're done. Yeah. And some nights the fans will be like, um, did you eat? Like, they can tell when I didn't eat. So. Well, you you said that you're playing a winery soon, so that sounds like, Christy, that's right up your alley. It is definitely yeah. up my alley. They quite literally send us wine during pandemic. Like, <laughs> deliveries would show up at our house from this winery. That's awesome. Uh, it, was, it was fabulous. So, yeah. white, white wine or red wine? I'm a red girl. Okay, good. I am. I don't I understand sip white. on white, maybe, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm red and I like bold and dry. Yeah, yeah. A good... Uh, uh, Pinot Noir, or like mm-hmm. Sauvignon, or something like that. Yep. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. I tend to I tend to buy cabs because they tend to be a little bolder. But then every once in a while, I'll have a really good Pinot with somebody and enjoy that. I found a couple of red blends I love too. Yeah, Fourteen Hands has a good red blend. I found one at Trader Joe's called Coco Bon. I don't know that one. It's good. It's inexpensive. It's a is it a bourbon barrel aged? No, but it tastes like it's a bourbon barrel aged. If you like that, I like that flavor. Um, but it is not. It's just a red blend. But it's good. Highly recommend it. So I'm a, I'm definitely a whiskey person personally, but I like drinking wine because I can drink more of it without getting drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yes. two two shots of whiskey and um three sheets to the wind. But you know. Uh, with wine, you can drink a couple of glasses and still feel pretty good. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't buy boxed wine. Yeah. Right. Because then you don't know how much you're drinking. I had to give up boxed wine. <laughs> and it's kind of sugary, too. Gives you that, like, hangover in the morning. Right. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> so is the whole album, uh, like, drinking songs, or is there, like, different content on that? No, it's definitely a, a variety of songs. There's... Uh, there's a couple of funny, one one very specific drinking song called the Hangover Song because we <laughs> we were we were in Key West and I might have overindulged, and the next day I woke up and As I did not have a hangover, which just made him mad, and he <laughs> said you deserve a hangover, and that became the premise of the song. So the song is very autobiographical, and it happened during the Key West Songwriters Festival. Yes, yeah, which was perfect, you know, to in a, in a yeah synchronicity kind of moment and then there's you know there's a couple of fun songs a couple of pretty serious songs a pretty sad ballad or two we've got an old school country duet to end the record kind of a johnny and june or tammy and george kind of really fun is it like a loving one or a sassy one it's, it's sassy and it's funny sassy. yeah and it's very it's very it's about it's about like i'm telling her what she probably doesn't like about me and she's talking about you know our like, imperfections right but how we only work together yeah. you know one without the other and then one of the songs is kind of a bluesy almost like a big band sounding thing yeah um, and then some really nice ballads and just a little bit of everything variety so would you like how would you classify your music would you say it's like roots or americana or folk 
we, we lean towards Americana, yeah. but there's some that are straight up country. Yeah. I We're, mean, I am born and raised here, so right. whether yeah. I want it to come out country or not, it does. But Sixth it's not, generation, but it's, it's yeah, it's in your yeah, blood. Yeah, definitely. And it's and it's and it's it's more traditional country, in in, a, in attitude, than than more modern country. Yeah, yeah. It's there's I've been seeing a resurgence. Well, I mean, my my next record's going to be like a, a throwback country record. Um, I've been doing like roots and Americana stuff uh, mostly in the past, but I I just really wanted to go all in on the country side of yeah. things. And, awesome. Um, but I've been seeing that a lot, you know. Um, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here or anything like that, but a lot of people are kind of getting back into the old school country thing, which I love. There's there's a, a sincerity, yeah, about it that's that's really wonderful, and and people respond to it even if even if they're not well versed in the history, mm-hmm. it, it touches part of you that that people respond to sort of instinctively, and I love that. So, Christy, you were in a. You said you were in a band that was like a, a three-piece, uh, all-female group. Just a, a girls' trio, and it was basically just the three of us and a guitar. We're we're still doing it. We're just not playing a lot. We've got we've got a couple things in August. Um, so yeah, that just happened. We were playing a festival in Virginia, and uh, I had not been back up kind of singing with him. I we met by me singing with him, but then I had a long period of time where I didn't sing much. And then I started singing with him more and more. And so Heather, who is our guitar player for Girls Rule, was like, we should have a band. You know, the, the three of us should sing. And so Lindley and I immediately said, yes, and now you can't back out because Heather's amazing. <laughs> and so we've been doing that for several years. What was that yeah. probably six or seven years at least? Yep. It's cool. a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of really great harmony. Oh, wow. And yeah. yeah. And, and, and just... You know, like we have done it with a big band behind us as well, but mostly it's just the three girls and a guitar just singing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And you also do solo, do you have a solo record as well? I have a solo record, yes. Yeah. But pretty much uh, I'm doing the duo thing with this one now. Awesome. <laughs> That's the new, it's the new phase. Right. This is where we are. Just, it seems like everything kept pointing in this direction. It just took us a while to. I know. It took y'all a really long time. Most people <laughs> right? get into that way sooner. Right. <laughs> I was shy about singing. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> well, she's also an artist, and so that, that kept her busy, and uh, she had a lot of other things going on at the yeah. time. What medium? Uh, I make art from bottle caps, like beer and cola oh, caps. Yeah. So I do, uh, we'll, we'll show you some pictures, but the audience can't see any pictures. Uh, yeah, that's Is there what a I website did. that they can? Uh, you can go to Facebook to Bottle Cap Art by Christy, okay. and my name is uh, Christy with a K and an I. So bottle cap art by Christy. So they're all looking it up with us now. Excellent. <laughs> right. Excellent. Did you go to my favorites or did you go to? I want. I want to find the one that you did at the Ryman Auditorium. This is so cool. And I, I had uh, looked for kind of a, a medium. I can't just sit down and draw a picture. That's not my talent. Oh wow. So I had tried pottery and mosaics <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, you flip through. That's all I want to. And so I kind of put. My, the idea of what I'm making is kind of formed on how I did mosaics. Yeah, it's and got that. It's like it's real very different. yeah defined mosaic style. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah it's and a lot it's of also fun. textural. It's really cool that it's got some texture to it. Yep, and our fans, you know, people all over the nation save me caps. Everybody's like, "Do you get them at a bar?" And I'm like, "No, people just walk up with gallon bags. Here, have some bottle caps." Well, I'm going to start doing that, too. Excellent. <laughs> the Save cool thing, when people from other parts of the country 
the good caps that we don't see here. Yeah, I have people that have traveled out of the country and will bring caps back specifically because, <laughs> oh, I bet she's never seen this one. So it's, <laughs> it's great. I figure I've been uh, the cause of some fights when somebody said, no, honey, I need one more beer. Christy needs this bottle cap. <laughs> so I'm also, I think I might use that as well, too. <laughs> Next look. And I'm saving the planet one beer at a time. So yeah. you can use that as well. You know what you should do, and this would work really well for you, is you need to do like a cork one because you use so you drink so I, much I wine. I actually have been collecting corks and doing some stuff with corks as well. I did some Christmas ornaments, like some starbursts and some wreaths and stuff from from corks. So people have been saving me those too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So um, when you are writing, has it always been together? Do you? No, I actually did not start writing until. I didn't start uh, really writing and feeling confident about my writing till about five years ago. Yeah. And uh, bought a whiskey, bottle of whiskey, which is on this album, was kind of my first, my first song. And we wrote that with Lindley and Heather from Girls Rule, and the two of us wrote that. And that was kind of my first big, like, okay, yeah, this is a good song, and I'll record it. And then I guess my confidence just really went up, and we started sharing our ideas and we, we tend to each have an idea we kind of go work on it a little bit alone and then come back together and say okay what do you think but we, we work real well together and, and it's great for me because I've, I've been writing all my life yeah and suddenly there's this really unique different input into my writing sessions you know she's got ideas that i would not have come up with um she's got a wonderful melodic sense and, you know, one of the songs I was trying to figure out, I had most of the words, uh, and then she helped me finish that. And then the, 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 the bridge of the song, she said, it should sound like this. And I, and I thought that melody was just so beautiful, but it made me play chords that I wouldn't have thought of yeah. in that context. So it really is a great relationship that we have working together as writers. Yeah. It, it, it breaks you out of the, the monotony of, of, like, you know, like your go-to phrases or melodies or whatever too to have someone else kind of join in and, and and there's some really powerful feminine image songs on this record you know things that are you know in in this day and age of, of you know like girl power and the importance of that for her to write a song ab about that and and then i get to input a little bit you know either musically or, or lyrically mm -hmm. you know but i would never have thought to do that right as a writer so it takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit, and it also opens up just this whole world of ideas. So it's been really fun. It has. That's awesome. Well, uh, I definitely want to get you guys to play a song, and we're going to put it on the video for everyone to check out. We'll do that in a little bit so okay, that good. everyone can hear it. But um, so tell me, like, tell me where can everyone find the record? Hear the record, buy the record. We have um, we have whiskeyandwinemusic.com. Okay. And that's kind of a clearinghouse. Um, if you want to download or listen to the album, you can go to Bandcamp. Um, it's Whiskey and Wine at Bandcamp. Um, or or maybe it's Tall Paul and Christy. I'm not I should have I should be more prepared. But you can find us on Bandcamp, and that's cool because you can listen to the entire song. Um, and it's also got, you can see the credits, the lyrics, yeah. uh, you can download it there. Um, you can buy it from our website at whiskeyandwinemusic.com. It's on all the streaming platforms. 
it's all and it's it's out it's available now so mm-hmm. they came they can out. pick up the vinyl the vinyl's not done yet that should be done in july or august no we, maybe sooner yeah with test pressings we'll probably probably next month oh awesome and if well, you're here in will release in july so it, yeah yeah so around oh, okay. this time it'll be coming out <laughs> right Great. and, and um, if you're here in nashville it'll be available at grimy's oh awesome um so that's cool and then it'll be available online at the website well thanks so much for coming out um let's uh we're gonna set up and you're gonna you should tune in to youtube and check out this live performance thank you very much All right, that's it for this episode of Americana Station Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Lots of big news coming up. I'm super excited about uh, everything that's happening with Americana Station Podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed so you get all the news first. And uh, stay tuned because we will have Dominique Pruitt. She's coming up. And uh, Hannah Juanita. And we also got Corby Linker as well as several others that are in the pipeline uh, that we'll get to soon. So follow us. Uh, go follow Tall Paul on social media. Make sure that you uh, follow at Will Payne Harris at Will P Harrison on Twitter, um, at Americana Station on Twitter as well, and also Will Payne Harrison on Instagram. And uh, I think we're on Facebook. I don't really do that one as much, but uh, yeah. If you have any questions, if you want to make suggestions about guests uh, or ask future guests questions, uh, hit me up. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah.